Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to read Parshas Vayeshev. And Parshas Vayeshev, you know, begins in such a simple way. Vayeshev Yaakov Be'eretz Migurei Aviv Be'eretz Kenan. Yaakov Avinu has come back to the land of Canaan, has settled in his father's home. And the truth is, for a couple of moments, you think that it's going to be a parsha of tranquility. A parsha where maybe nothing so terribly dramatic occurs, but of course that tranquility is shattered with the discord between Yosef and his brothers, what begins as simple, simple animosity in the home ultimately escalates to such epic proportions that brother turns against the brother, the Shvatim turn against Yosef, end up selling him into Egypt, which begins a whole other difficult narrative, both for Yosef as well as ultimately for Amisra. But what I want to draw your attention to is something that I find incredibly striking. You see, how does the animosity start? How does the discord between Yosef and his brothers begin? So the Torah tells us, this is in Perek Lamed Zayin, Pasuk, Pasuk Hey, chapter 37, verse 5. Vayachalom Yosef Chalom. Yosef dreamt a dream and he's told it to his brothers. And the Torah goes on to explain what the dream was, the sheaves, everything bowing down to him. You know, look inside the parasha, you'll see the dream. Right? We're all standing in the field, Every each, each one of us represented in a sheaf, and your sheaves bow down to my sheaf. And the Torah records, Vayasifu Otsnoso. They hated him. He told them the dream, and ultimately, again, his brother's response to the dream, they despised him. Yosef then goes on to go ahead and tell another dream, right? He has a second dream, and in his second dream, he dreams about the sun, the moon, and the stars all bowing down to him. Yosef tells the dream to his brothers, and once again, the Torah says as follows, Vayikanu bo'echov, his brothers were jealous. So the first dream, Vayasifu od, they hate him. Second dream, they're jealous of him. Fast forward a little bit. Their brothers are out tending to their flocks in the field. Yaakov sends Yosef to check on his brothers. The brothers see Yosef approaching. This is in Pasuk Yudches, chapter 37, verse 18. They see Yosef from a distance. And as he's approaching, it's incredible to see they're, they're, they're planning to kill him. They're already hatching a plan to kill him. They said to one another, Look who's coming. Look who's coming. It's the dreamer. So the first dream, they hate him. The second dream, ultimately, again, they're jealous of him. Now the third time, the third encounter, they're coming. Oh, look, it's the dreamer. It's the dreamer. And you know, you look at this story, and the truth is, at first glance, it's difficult to understand. And it is difficult to understand on many levels. The Shvatim, the tribes, the brothers of Yosef were great tzaddikim. And obviously they had their own calculations for what it is that they were doing. But what's intriguing to note is how the dreams of Yosef became a source of animosity. The brothers hated Yosef because of the dreams. Their brothers were jealous of Yosef because of the dreams. Their brothers were ready to kill Yosef because of the dreams. And remember, there is a significant age differential between Yosef and his brothers. He was the little brother they could have easily dismissed him as annoying, as petty, as self-absorbed, maybe even as arrogant. But you see, they're so angered by the dreams. What is it? What is it about the dreams that upsets them so much? So perhaps the Torah is trying to teach us an incredible lesson that the world doesn't like dreamers. People don't like dreamers for one simple reason. 
dreamers force us to acknowledge that we can be more. You see, what was Yosef dreaming? See, Yosef didn't even fully understand what it was that he was dreaming about. He didn't even really understand at the end of the day the greatness that those dreams foretold. He did not know that he was going to become the viceroy in Egypt. He did not know that he was going to save the civilized world from regional famine. He did not know that he was going to be the safety net for his entire mishpacha while so many in the region were wasting away with famine. He didn't know any of it. But what he did know, and I think more than what he knew, what everyone else knew was, those dreams showed that he was going to make something significant of himself. You see, the world doesn't like dreamers because all too often we like to settle into a pattern of mediocrity. I don't want someone to challenge my personalistic assertions or assessments. I'm okay where I am. I'm fine where I am. Life is good. Don't rock the boat. I do my thing and there's no need to push me anymore. And then a dreamer comes along and a dreamer tells of his vision of grandeur and a dreamer tells about his vision of greatness and then you begin to realize well if the dreamer could dream about greatness I could dream about greatness as well but that's incredibly uncomfortable because I don't want to dream about greatness because I have to dream about greatness then I may have to actually actualize that greatness if I have to think about greatness then I might actually have to take steps in life to allow that to materialize and I don't want to do that. I'm pretty okay where things are. The world hates dreamers. People are resentful of dreamers. So we make it all about the dreamer. You're arrogant, you're this, you're that. Again, the brothers hate Yosef. Oh, it's all Yosef, Yosef, Yosef. But deep down, what bothers me more about the dreamer is not the dreamer. What bothers me more about the dreamer is that he forces me to think about myself. He forces me to contemplate my life. He forces me to realize that all too often, I have settled for less. That all too often, I have fallen into the chasm of mediocrity. That all too often, I'm just coasting. And it doesn't have to be that way. I can become something great. I can become something magnificent. You see, the real reaction to the dreamer is that when, he, when I hear someone else's dream, it should inspire me to dream my own dream. Not to be resentful that someone else is thinking big, but to tell myself, if he's thinking big, if she's thinking big, I could think big as well. I don't have to settle for mediocrity. I don't have to settle for being ordinary. I too can find my dream. I too can find my greatness. See, the brother's anger against Yosef was just a little bit misdirected. They were annoyed because perhaps they were good where, where they were. They were happy with where they were holding. They didn't feel the need to push. They didn't feel the need to advance. Life was good. Everything was settled. We're in Canaan. We're living the life. Yaakov was back in the ancestral home. And Yosef essentially says, he doesn't even say it straight out. This was brothers, guys. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. And instead of dreaming their own dreams, they voiced and they acted on this resentment against their little brother. We do this as well. We hear people with big plans and often we try to kind of take the air, take the wind out of their sails. Ah, you can't do that. You can't accomplish that. See, deep down, the reason why I'm trying to take the wind out of someone else's sails is because I don't want them to accomplish because if they accomplish, that means I have to accomplish. If they could dream big, I can dream big. 
But instead of trying to deflate the dreamer, we should allow the dreamer to inspire us to dream as well. You know, we say this in Tehillim every Shabbos. Shira malos shiva sion hayinu kichonim. A song of ascents when Hashem brings us back to Yerushalayim. When Mashiach comes, it'll be like a dream. What does it mean it'll be like a dream? I don't want Mashiach to be like a dream. I want it to be real life. What we're saying, what David HaMelech was saying in Tehillim is when Mashiach comes, I will realize that the dream that Klal Yisrael has been dreaming for thousands of years, because isn't that what we dream about? We dream about Mashiach, we dream about Eretz Yisrael, we dream about the Beis HaMikdash, we dream about redemption. Dreams do come true. But dreams only can tr- come true if number one, you have the courage to dream them, and number two, you have the courage to put those dreams into motion, to do what has to be done to bring the dream to fruition. May we be Hashem, to stop hating the dreamer, stop despising the dream, and instead find the courage to start dreaming ourselves. Dream something beautiful. Dream something big. And then find the courage to make it happen. Wishing everyone a good and Arab Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.